0: Welcome to Rethinking Youth Ministry, where each week we hope to raise the bar for youth ministry by asking questions, interviewing thinkers, and having real honest conversations about what it looks like to lead the next generation. I'm CJ, and today I'm excited to be joined by Crystal. Hey there! chef. Hey, everybody. And for the first time,
1: Katie. Hi, friends.
0: And Katie, I hesitated on your last name there, but I'm going to get it. So, and for the first time, Katie Matsumoto. Matsumoto. Uh, Matsumoto. Okay, we got (laughs) it. Nailed it. Nailed it. How was that for an intro, Katie? Great, great. (laughs) Well, Katie, I'm not going to say your last name anymore, but it's an exciting (laughs) last name, and I want to hear a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So, So what brings you here, Katie?
1: Hi, I'm Katie Matsumoto. And I am from the San Fernando Valley in the Los Angeles area in Southern California. And I have the best job ever. I get to love and lead students towards Jesus at the church I grew up at, which is West Valley Christian Church in West Hills. I love coffee and I am excited to be here.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Well, we're Mm -hmm. excited to have you join us today as we talk about coaching small group leaders to show up randomly in students' lives. So, we all know that it's important, it's valuable, it's powerful to show up in students' lives as ministry leaders and as small group leaders, or at least I I think we do, right? But my question is, why? So, let's just start right there. Why is it important to show up in students' lives randomly? Why are we talking about this today?
2: Well, I think. At least my experience with students is they're pretty good at figuring out what I have to do and what I don't have to do. Like they know that their teachers have to be at school, but when they see their teachers places they don't have to be, like the grocery store, it freaks them out. And my is to freak them out as much as possible. But they, like even as a volunteer, they assume that part of my job description is to show up to our student ministry. Totally. But if I show up to a ballet recital, it just means something different.
3: I think it means a ton. I mean, youth ministry is soil prep and planting seeds, soil prep and planting seeds, right? And this is a soil prep thing. This is a, you know, trying to build a bridge with a kid so that we can talk about truth one of these days. And I think we all, or most of us can remember looking up in the stands or looking out in the crowd to see someone who didn't have to be there, who is there because of you. And that's, you know, when that happens, you shatter a kid's categories. If you're a teacher who shows up at a game to see a kid playing, you're now a different type of teacher. If you're a small group leader who shows up when they didn't have to, same thing. You are no longer a robot that turns off in the closet when you walk out, when a kid walks out of the room. You are now a human being who's pursuing them. And that just does something deep, does something amazing, and it sets you up for a strong relationship.
2: And it shatters the parents' categories, oh, too, which is one of yeah. my favorite things is to see the parents' face when you show up somewhere you don't have to be. Yeah. And they're like, who are you and why are you yeah. here? Yeah,
3: I can't. I'll never forget coaching flag football and my son looking up at me. I'm going to get choked up saying it and saying, Dad, Dad, look, Mr. Joey's here. And I look over and there's his elementary school smoggy bleeder who showed up at a flag football game on Sunday afternoon. I, didn't, I had never told him about it. He had figured that out and showed up. Mann to Mac, and I was just glad I was wearing sunglasses on a football field. so you know, <laughs> super fun, super fun.
1: I love that. I love that you talked about shattering these categories. I just had a conversation with a student about showing up at her events, and she mentioned that it really showed her that I cared about her as a whole person and not just about her spiritual growth, which goes back to what you were saying, that that's our job, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. part of what we have to do is care about that part and and it showed her that I cared about these other pieces of her life and her as a, as a whole person and not just a student in my ministry.
0: Totally. I love that we started here in our conversation with you, know, you two sharing some stories there. Because that is, that is a really powerful moment when that student looks over and sees you in the stands, or at least it has mm-hmm. the potential to be. Yeah. But even as important as it is, it's still so easy to overlook in, you know, the week-to-week rhythm of ministry life. It's so easy to overlook with everything else we have
3: going on in our lives. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, this is one of the hardest things to get people to do. And I think one of the hardest parts about it is it's not news to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you—this isn't—you're not blowing anybody's mind going, oh, (laughs) Right. You know, if I want to grow close to somebody, I should show up. You know, I mean, um, (laughs) that's not news to anybody. It's just the fact that it's hard. And if I'm looking at 12 or 15 or your small groups are not actually small groups and 30 kids, Mm -hmm. like, how do you actually do that? And if you're, you know, like many of us, you're going home to a family or you've got plenty to do, or you're, I mean, you know, you've, again, we've got plenty to do. We don't need to be running around (laughs) middle school basketball games every week, but, you know, how do you possibly? show up consistently. And I think part of the problem, I mean, at least a mistake I made early is I used to give the small group leaders these ridiculous like quotas mm-hmm. to like show mm-hmm. up randomly once a month for your 30 kids, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> That's just not something. But the beauty of showing up once is here I am years later talking about choking up mm-hmm. cuz my son's small group leader showed up. So this is a, you know, I think a realistic expectation for our small group leaders. So let me ask you a question, Chef. Yeah. I'm going to poke and get a little bit more All personal. Right. So
0: how many? You've got three kids. I do three kids. And how old's the oldest? Fifteen. So how many? And they're they're obviously involved in small groups. How many times have you experienced that where a small group leader has shown um, up? I'm just curious.
3: I have experienced that three times. I think. Okay one was that football game. Another was an email. So one of the points I was thinking about making was this doesn't have to be a physical thing. It was an email the day before my kids started middle. school. I'm going to get choked up again. Good gravy. But, and he just said, Hey, I'm praying for your kids tonight. Tomorrow's going to be great. We'll be together for the next three years. And so let me know what I can do. And it just meant the world to to me. And yeah, it was just a well-timed email about About
2: something. That's huge. Wasn't it? Totally huge. And as a leader, that makes me feel better. Because I think you're good leaders are always going to walk around feeling like failures. Mm. Because we think, oh, you know, they had... I have 30 girls, and each of them had some event this week that I wasn't at. Right. But hearing, you know, you had a great experience. And you've seen those people three times. Yeah. Yeah. And it meant something. That's so encouraging to hear. Because I know... As a leader, all the time I walk around thinking about the places I can't be and the the events I can't show up at and whether or not my emails ever get opened. (laughs) So (laughs) It's nice to hear that they can be powerful even if they don't happen all the time.
1: And I think the impact that they have, whether it's an an email or even a text message or it's actually making the effort to show up at a game that has lasting impact, not just with a student, but it's relational credit with parents and that mm-hmm. is a cycle with their student as well and i think yeah. that's important to know that both have impacts the big things and the small things
0: yeah yeah so question for crystal and katie mm-hmm. so Honestly, honestly, I'm a small group leader and I, I'm bad at this. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> and so part of this is, hey, maybe you three can coach me and convince me, okay, uh, and help me get to the point where, okay, I can prioritize
3: this and make this you happen. You also and, have a brand new baby at home. Just to be <laughs> <laughs> <later>. <laughs> uh,
0: but would you guys say that you're, you, you know, uh, Katie, you lead a ministry, Crystal, you lead sm- a small group of high school girls. Would you guys say that you're pretty good at this or not? Or w- where do you fall on this with the students that you lead week in and week out?
2: No, I'm not good at this. Because I, I feel like I really feel like hard. you
0: are, Crystal. I know we're friends, That's nice. and I feel like. Uh, so, what does it look like in your small group?
2: It looks like accepting the fact that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to do this for everybody in my small group. Yes, and I really, really want to, and I just can't. And so it's picking a few events a year where I know a lot of them are gonna be at. Yes, so I can you know, see Two for a lot one, of Three them. for
3: one, ten yeah. for one. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I don't show up for less than three for one. Um, <laughs> that's terrible, but it's also that might be a great also role. Also practical. Yeah. Also, it's um, it's understanding that for them a digital connection is no less personal mm, than a show up good. in person, yes. and that's different than the era in which I grew up, which it just feels like a cop out to text them. But in their world, that's a real conversation. And yeah. so I've spent the last two years texting constantly because I can and because it's so easy and because I can automate it. And this year, all of a sudden, there's all this harvest of relational investment where our conversations are getting longer and they're in person and now it's coffee. And I really its with kids that I didn't show up to their lacrosse game. Um, or their six-hour track meet, which I just still cannot get over.
3: <laughs> track meets and swim meets. Stay Never
2: away. go to a track Stay meet or swim. <laughs> Don't do those. But still, in their world, they at least felt like I showed up.
3: Yeah. Yes. So would you say that just consistent texting or was it – I mean, so that email was perfect timing, felt need, all those sorts of things. But I feel like it can also be quantity can lead to quality. Mm-hmm. I don't know, especially mm-hmm. with something as easy as a text.
2: Yes. So each week on my to-do list, there's usually two or three kids' names, yeah. and it's just they're in the rotation that uh, week. Got, and if i one. don't if I don't put it on the to- do list, it's not gonna happen and it's I shoot a text message and sometimes they respond and sometimes they don't and sometimes it becomes you. a long Something conversation. Like uh, yeah. thinking about you or uh hey, i in group this week, you said that thing, and it was a really good thing. I'm glad you said it or. You asked us to pray for you know this thing and how's that going, yeah. that kind of stuff.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: I love that. I have a, a high school girl small group
1: leader who consistently texts all of her girls at least once a week, wow. and that was her commitment uh, a year ago when she was feeling disconnected from her students, feeling like she wasn't doing a good job at being a small group leader, and this was a simple um, commitment that she was able to keep, and, and simple, not easy, uh, it yeah. was a commitment, sure. and like you had shared, like there was huge relational feedback from that, and she's gotten so much, and it grows from a text message to those conversations, and I think that's great. I think, one, that's, that's an easy commitment. Uh, I put reminders in my phone to connect with my leaders and my students, and it's a weekly reminder, and that's how I remember, and I think that's easy enough to do. It takes two seconds. And you can copy and paste if you need to. That's a trick of the trade.
0: Yeah, I think that's just, I guess, a quick tip right off the bat is uh, when you say show up randomly, it does feel like a huge lift. It feels like a huge time commitment. And mm-hmm. in a lot of instances, it is. But I think right off, right out, off, you know, out <clears throat> the gate, technology and utilizing text and all that kind of stuff can make this a yeah. much easier thing than we've made it out to be in our heads.
2: Well, what we're saying is it should feel random to the student. Totally. That doesn't mean that it's not planned. (laughs) That's good. Or that it's not automated or it's not weekly that we're doing this thing. One of the things that honestly has been helpful to me is when I have random time available, I'm not picking the kid ahead of time and saying, we're going to meet. I'm shooting a text to the entire group saying, I got some time today and I'm going to be at the Starbucks near your school. Who's going to come hang out with me?
1: Mm -hmm. And then it's
2: just whoever wants to show up. And it's usually only two or three are available, and that's great. Mm-hmm.
3: Pro tip, pro tip. I've got another <laughs> one. Well, I mean, back back to what you were talking about with the mm-hmm. track meet, it's not important that you were there for the whole track meet. Mm-hmm. It's that you were seen there. Mm-hmm. And so I've talked to several big-time leaders who, on Friday night, they'll just schedule showing up to the football game right before halftime, being there for those 15 to 20 minutes and moving right back out, but being seen there, high-fiving a couple kids, seeing them, you know, making sure they're seen again, that was, you know, again, I don't think that's, we don't want to fake it. We gotta, we've got to be leaders of integrity. But at the same time, you know, sometimes that's just...
2: You can have integrity up until halftime.
3: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I'm not even saying you don't have integrity. You showed up yes. to make sure the kids saw you um, because,
1: because you the wanted whole, them the to know. Because the whole goal is just
3: to remind them that you care yeah. and that right. you're here. I'm showing that... up even though I don't have to. I think that's the goal. Yes. Right, right.
1: I think another piece with that is is utilizing that time and inviting another student to join you. Yeah. I think that's great. One, they get to show up for a peer event. Oh, that's. Funny. And two, you get time with another student while watching another student. That's event. a pro tip. And it is just a great. And I love this. I, had a, I have a middle school small group leader who was in my small group growing up, and she recently did this. Took a girl to another girl's choir concert. They had a great conversation on the drive there. They grabbed food on the way back. And was a proud moment for me as a ministry leader to watch her utilize these tools that she has seen put into play in her own life yeah. and uh, is putting them into practice with her own students now, which is great. That's
0: awesome. That's really cool. Now, it, it, it seems like, though, those kinds of small group leaders almost kind of intuitively get that, okay, this is important. Mm -hmm. It almost kind of seems like some small group leaders are naturally good at this. Maybe they're extroverted. Maybe they just see the value in it, whatever the case may be. But then there are people who are somewhat like me who just haven't gotten there yet. And maybe they just not, they just haven't bought, I don't know what it is. I, I buy in, I see the value of it, mm-hmm. but I just haven't been able to make it a priority yet in the group that I lead. So how do we as ministry leaders start to communicate to our small group leaders, how important this is and how essential this is to the groups we lead?
2: I think one of the things that we can do, and one thing I was trying to do when I was coaching small group leaders is set them up for success when they give this a go. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Because this is not as easy as it sounds. And really quickly I learned that some of my small group leaders were trying to go out and have these connections with kids and either it was a game and the kid was playing and they never even really had an interaction with them or the kids responded in a way that they didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Which kind of happens, especially for those of us who are not, college-age small group leaders, but we're a little bit older, sometimes the kids respond in public the way that they do to their parents. Like, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. And deep down, they love that we're there, or I choose to tell myself that. (laughs) But outwardly, it's not going to be this beautiful moment where they look up in the stands and a single (laughs) tear falls from their eye as they shoot the winning basket. It's not that and if you're not careful, a leader walks away feeling like a total failure. And when they totally. fail, they don't try again. Yeah. And so one of the things that, that I learned about myself was that apparently I had developed a thicker skin than I realized from being a high school teacher that I was very comfortable embarrassing kids yes. and not feeling welcome. <laughs> like, that was just part of it. And if you're leading freshman girls, they're going to treat you like an embarrassment and like you're not welcome. Mm-hmm. You just got to show up anyway. And if you can prep leaders and tell them that, okay, like, hey, they're going to treat you like it's weird see secretly they love it show up anyway yes that just takes the pressure off the first time a girl rolls her eyes
1: yes and celebrating their effort yes and and reminding them that they are probably going home and telling their parents about it even if they roll their eyes at you in the stands mm-hmm. that it really does say something to them and will is is that relational credit that will open up a conversation in the future mm-hmm. for them
3: I think part of it is you just remind them that showing up randomly is just showing up somewhere um, and proving that I did it even though I didn't have to. I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing that checks the box. So I texted you Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to. I remembered you had a quiz tomorrow. I didn't have to. I know this game's big, so I showed up and I didn't have to. And then another thing that I think counts that way for whatever reason is camp. Like if mm. you come to a camp as a small group, we, like don't miss camp. Because for some reason, relationally, it doesn't count like Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. It no, counts so much more. It counts as more. It counts as showing up randomly for whatever reason. So one, you know, don't 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 miss camp. The other thing I would say is let's prepare them. Let's give them accurate rosters mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. accurate phone numbers. Um, years ago, we made a drive card for all of our small group leaders so they could put it on their dashboard. In Atlanta, you're always going to be sitting in traffic. So here's a here's a list of your kids and a phone number to contact them.
2: Something else our church does that not I know not every church can, but I, man, if you can, you should, is give them a co-leader. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just being yeah. able to split that roster with somebody else who has a different work schedule than you. Right. They can show up at different times than you can show up is so helpful.
3: Yes. I think every church can do that.
2: I think so, too, but I, I was trying to be decision. nice. a <laughs>
3: decision. Yeah, don't give me the whole, our people won't, or our... I mean, I mean, it'll be hard to get them to, but they will. They will.
2: But when you have two people leading a group, yep. they're less likely to feel like failures, and they're mm-hmm. more likely to tell other people, oh, yeah, you can do this. It's yeah. not as hard as it seems.
3: Uh, that was one thing. Yes. When we made the decision, we didn't have enough leaders to do one leader per group. Mm. And so it was this big decision of... But we were, you know, we were like, if we're serious about community and kids having this consistency because of, you know, just life, this is what we're going to have to do. And the thing that surprised me, though, was that first year when we were recruiting and we said, oh, but you'll have us, you'll have a Hmm. co-leader. Everybody's shoulders just drop and they relax and they're like, oh, I can do this. And, um. And it matters. And if they show up and get a co leader that's a friend or a co leader that used to be in their group, Mm -hmm. that's the most fun to see is when you have like generational groups leading different groups. Oh, I've already Um, picked
2: out mine for the next go around. Yeah. It's
3: so much fun (laughs) to see that. Um, And it's huge. So, just some ideas.
1: I think going back to something that you had mentioned, Crystal, about feeling guilty or overwhelmed or, or like a failure in that is this balance of giving yourself grace that we can't see every student. We can't go to every event. There's not enough time in the day or the week or the month for that. But finding alternatives such as a, hey, I know you have a game today, sending them a text or thinking of you or checking in even the next time you see them in person is huge. Seeking them out. Uh, even though you're there when you're supposed to be there, being intentional to, to remember something or bring up something from before is random to that student because they may not expect it or they know that you've gone out of your way to do that. And so I think there is this balance of, of desiring to do more and, and mm-hmm. wanting to be there for our students but also giving ourselves grace and recognizing that we can't do everything and that's okay too that, that our intentions can be seen in different ways.
0: So what would you say to the small group leader who's hesitant just because I'm just going to be honest, because it feels weird to just show up to <laughs> a middle school guy's basketball game, or, you know, it feels weird to, you know, I, I don't know that yes. there's some, there's something there. And I think that some people, some personality types Uh, are just going to be hesitant to just show up because, Mm -hmm. oh, what are the parents going to think? Why am I here? There's just an element of oddness to it Yes, that I feel like it's a hurdle that we have to help small group leaders overcome.
1: Yes, if possible. And I know that not every ministry leader can do it, but for my small group leaders who are going for their first time, Mm -hmm. I offer to go with them. That's great. one, it's great relationship building with the small group leader. Two, it eases the awkwardness. And three, it holds them accountable to actually going if we are going together. And maybe it's a, we grab Starbucks on the way, we drive together. um, And so they don't have to worry about all of that transportation and parking and where's the field and, and figuring all that out on their own.
0: I love that because obviously this podcast is primarily for ministry leaders. And I think that is, I've never thought about that before. And I think that would be such an easy Stepping stone to help walk your small group leaders uh, into what this practically looks like. Because everything else we do for our small group leaders, we kind of like, we kind of almost get them ninety percent of the way there. Mm. You know, like okay, we've got the small group set okay. up. Here's your space. Here's your questions. Now, you know, we've got all the materials. Now just paint, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we've got the camp set up. We've got you just show up here at this time and we'll get you on the bus. We'll take you there. And then you just enjoy the experience with your students. Mm-hmm. But this is just one of those areas that it feels like the weight is a hundred percent on the small group leader side. And mm. I think that takes a lot of the pressure off of that first you know, the first time a small group leader steps up and decides, OK, I'm going to show up.
1: Yes. And it's just bridging, bridging the gap for them, totally. being the bridge between them and parents. And oh. when you're watching a game and sitting in the stands, you're really spending more time with their parents yeah. than with the student who's on the field or on the court or on the stage. And it's uh, but using that conversation with parents is great, introducing them. And, and even if you have relational credit with that parent, it bridges that gap with your small group leader as well.
2: Another thing I've seen church leaders do, and actually I've seen small group leaders do it for themselves. I thought it was great. Was they just buddy up? Mm-hmm. And so if you have a ministry large enough to have two tenth grade girls groups, then those two leaders would just go and do things together. And so they have yeah. someone to talk to. They're all say, seeing all of their group. Um, or if you have multiple groups from the same school, but maybe they're different grades and mm-hmm. something's going on at that school, I've seen groups say, "Hey, you know, everybody who has a small group from." this particular middle school or this particular high school, we're all going to go get dinner and we're all going to show up for our kids at this basketball game. I love and that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just easier. We're yeah. like kids. It's easier to go in a group. With I don't want to show up by myself yeah. and figure out where I've got to sit.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. It's it's true. And I think even maybe a step back just uh, for a ministry leader, an idea that just came to my mind is, If you identified some of those games, some of those events that are happening in your school district Mm -hmm. and, you know, once a month email blasted your small group leaders and said, hey, here are the things coming up. Here are the groups that are at those schools. You guys might want to consider meeting up or showing up or whatever and helping them make some of those connections if they haven't already or it's not top of, you know, the local high school's lacrosse schedule is not top of mind for Mm -hmm. the most small group (laughs) leaders, you know. So
3: but making some of those uh, efforts on behalf of your small group leaders could be really helpful. Yeah. I think also as a ministry leader, I first, I was, um, when I was choosing small group leaders, I had this thing, like they all had to be cool or whatever, mm. but empty nesters make the most amazing small mm-hmm. group leaders and they love to go to these games and they love to show up and that, you know, I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it just works. So I've several, so, especially when they're like couples, you know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. husband and wife, they've got two groups, but put them with the, from the same school so they can show up for a ball game and, you know all that stuff. So it just makes it easier.
2: This past year at National Youth Workers Convention, I was in a breakout and and the question in the breakout was, you know, what's one more thing that we could do to equip small group leaders? And this guy named Bud stood up and I will never (laughs) forget Bud because Bud said, uh, I I think he said he was 72. I might be wrong. Sorry, Bud, if I'm wrong. (laughs) But he said, don't forget about people like me because I'm retired and I can show up at Everything, And I might not be cool, so pair me up with a cool person, but I'll be the one who actually shows up at all their stuff.
1: Amen. We need
2: buds. We need buds. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think uh, one more thing to ease
1: that awkwardness is something we mentioned before is to bring a student with you. I think sometimes when you have aged out of high school, going Mm -hmm. back to high school is really odd and uncomfortable to be around teenagers again or their parents and you feel out of place. But when you have a student with you, you're automatically... You automatically belong again. Yeah. And so bringing someone with you is always helpful.
0: Yeah, that's great. So I'm sitting here as a small group leader of sixth grade guys, and I just wanted mm. to acknowledge attention that exists, that a lot of the you know things we've been talking about have to do with technology and maybe reaching out in some of those easier ways throughout the week. Yeah. Text, that kind of a thing is a version of showing up randomly. But A lot of sixth grade guys and girls and middle schoolers in general don't have phones. So I just wanted to to acknowledge that this is a tension that exists that for middle school leaders, at least... A lot of times showing up randomly is going to be showing up somewhere yeah.
3: in person. Well, I think you, you partner with parents big time in this when they're mm-hmm. that young. So your initial call should be to them. And one of the questions could be, hey, I'd love to check in with them randomly. Not, I wouldn't use the term randomly. <laughs> <Right. You laughs> see, I'd, love to just, I'd love to check in. I'd love to see them. I'd love to talk to them. How would you, What's the best way to do that with your yeah. family? I know this is a little bit different. Um, but I want to honor what you guys do. I don't know if they have a phone, if they don't have a phone, but when they do get a phone, I'd love to be one of the first numbers in their phone. Those sorts of things all are That's great, great. Way, great places to start. And then you do what you can. I mean, yes, it's just, some kids are just impossible to find. Some parents are never going to give you their schedule. I mean, it's just, so you do your best, you do what you can, but I do think it gets more individual as they get older. Um, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true or not, Crystal. Oh, it absolutely.
2: Okay. It gets more individual as they get older. And, yeah. um, and you can do some really fun things with even with younger kids. Like I was thinking, I'm a big fan of snail mail. And just uh, shooting yes. them a postcard, shooting them, like even their favorite candy bar. Mailing mm. them their favorite candy bar is just a funny thing to do. That's but great. then as they get yes. older and they post on social media, like, man, I wish I had some Taco Bell It is so fun to send Uber Eats to their house. Oh, that's hilarious! With Taco Bell, like, and it costs you like four dollars, but it's so fun. That is so great. Uh, I
1: love what you said, Chef, about partnering with parents, and and sometimes it's it's texting their parents. And yeah. hey, would you show this to your daughter? Yeah. Or we had a really great time, we hung yeah. out. Here's a picture that I took. And hey, just praying uh-huh. for your family and praying for your daughter. That's great. Would you mind showing this to her? Right. And that's great for your relationship with a parent yeah. and with the student.
3: And sometimes you have to explain who you are and what you're yes. doing. Because there's yes. a random adult calling my sixth grader. And
0: that's <laughs> yes. a but that's just a good check for you that's as a small that's a group, great leader. Place Like if, to start. if that feels and maybe this is also something that you know we need to feel as small group leaders, if it feels weird to reach out to a parent. Like that, yeah. that's also revealing in, in that area. Yeah. Like, okay, if I'm gonna reach out and say, hey, will you show this picture? Will you, you, know, you know, give your you know, kid this or something like that? Right. Or, uh, and it's like, oh, I would never do that. Then, hey, maybe we need to reevaluate yeah. that partnership as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And I think with middle schoolers, because they don't uh, have their own cell phones and because they do a lot more group activities or family activities, mm-hmm. this idea of showing up randomly looks really different. And uh, when we're talking about showing up randomly, that always has to be partnered with showing up predictably and showing up mentally. And those two pieces are so much more important with middle schoolers, whereas I think with high schoolers showing up randomly uh, at their individual events for sure. is so important for them, maybe more important than showing up consistently and predictably and mentally for them. For middle schoolers, it just looks a little bit differently. So what, what do you mean by that it
0: looks a little bit differently?
1: I think for middle schoolers, consistency builds relationships, um, and for high schoolers, they want to know that they're seen as an individual mm-hmm. and that you mm, know good. them and that's care great. about the other parts of their life as they care more about the other parts of their own life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so for middle schoolers, they are just figuring out what it looks like to have an, an adult leader in their life that's not their parent mm-hmm. that they can trust, and so building that trust is built upon that consistency.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love the snail mail idea. I love the so you know showing up through through the parents through a pictures or whatever that is because I think you know as I sit here walking into this conversation I think a lot of small group leaders feel like okay Showing up means I got to show up to a play or I got to show up to a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are like the two categories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have students who do those things, I can't show up. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think this just broadens that horizon a good bit. Like, OK, mm-hmm. we really can do this no matter where our students are and what season they're in, whether or not they have cell phones or not, right?
1: Yes. I think one last thing with that is is to, to do as you can, not as you can't. And so for a small group leader, find out what works for you with your students, which would look different than what works for me and my students. Uh, But also with that, the challenge to stretch yourself just a little bit more to what is not fully uncomfortable and and impossible for you or something that you would never do, but challenge yourself to stretch a little bit, to be a little bit more creative and to uh, put your student first and find out what works for them as well.
0: That's great. That's super great. So as we as we get closer, wrapping up here, is this something we should be monitoring and checking in with our small group leaders about? Is this something we just leave in their court because everyone's in a different season of life, or w- w- however that looks? How do we check in on this?
3: I think the way you remind them is you celebrate those mm-hmm. who are doing mm-hmm. it well uh-huh. and not harping on it nonstop. They know you feel guilty, right? <laughs> that you're not. You never feel like you're doing enough, but if you celebrate who's doing it right. Maybe you'll give them some ideas and, um, you know, do the best you can.
2: And sometimes a leader will come to you on the other side of it, saying things like, you know, my group never calls me or asks me about life. They don't ask me any questions. I don't feel connected. And that's a great time to say, Hey, when's the last time you texted them randomly? When's Mm -hmm. the last time you just hung out at a basketball game. Those natural moments will come up where solving a problem is teaching them to show up randomly. That's great. Yes.
1: And I think encouraging them that every small group leader can do this Mm -hmm. in some shape or form. Yeah. And and it doesn't have to look like those big gestures like we talked about, but encouraging them to find out what's one small way they can do that this week or in the next two weeks and encouraging them to be creative and intentional. And that's just it. It just takes intentionality to do it.
0: Love it. Yeah, that's great. Well, I don't think we could end this any better than that, Katie. So we'll leave it right there. And thank you so much for joining us on your first episode of the podcast My with pleasure. us. I definitely Yay! hope it's not the last. Um, this has been a lot of fun and a super practical conversation. Yeah. Yes, um, I love So it. hopefully uh, you can take these ideas and run with them in your ministry with your small group leaders uh, this week. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Rethinking Youth Ministry. Until next time, thanks for listening.